0: Well, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is Michelle and who's here with me?
1: It's JD. It's
0: JD. It's always JD. Hey JD. Pretty much every time.
1: I'm doing well. (laughs) How are you, Michelle?
0: I'm good, but sunburned in April.
1: How are you sunburned in April?
0: I went tanning.
1: So you're not sunburnt. Oh, I'm sunburnt. You're tanburnt.
0: I I'm UV light burned. I you're, made a mistake. You're
1: fake burnt.
0: Yeah, no, I'm definitely. Uh, I feel like you I was are, cooked in an oven, regardless.
1: Well, would yeah, well, lamp burnt. I think would be the appropriate way to say it. You were lamp burnt rather than sunburnt. I am. Sun burnt. S-
0: I am so pale that it would not surprise me if I did get burned just sitting by a lamp. Oh, <laughs> I can okay. be very very translucent human being. I know being. how that And goes. I'm trying I'm, to fix that.
1: I'm a pretty pale person myself. (laughs) So anyway, now that we've talked about our complexions right up front, Mm -hmm. uh, we watch Shudder is what we do. That's the name of the show. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you for doing that. Um, uh, We talk about uh, new releases and sometimes old releases on Shudder, which is like the awesomest, uh, and yes, that is a word, awesomest streaming service. Uh, for those of us who love uh, horror and horror adjacent cinema, we're talking about a uh, uh, an older movie today. Is that correct, Michelle? Do I know what I'm talking about on my own podcast?
0: You do. Good job. Woo-hoo. We watched a Shutter exclusive called "We Go On." We watch Shutter. We go on from 2016. It is. Under 90 minutes. Huzzah. Back when movies were not four hours long. It is a pet Look, here's the thing that I will
1: say for sure is if your movie is less than 90 minutes, you will guaranteed not get zero skulls. That's Um,
0: not true. Scary of 61st.
1: (laughs) I was just like, I should have checked out the time on that before I started talking out of my ass. And Michelle, of course, being the detail focused Uh, which is the nicest way of saying weirdly obsessive uh, Uh person that she is, uh, Mm -hmm. definitely knew right away that that movie is less than 90 minutes long.
0: That's because uh, our our scale of movies goes from Scary of 61st to Mad God. That is the scale that all movies are judged by. Yeah. By the way, if you haven't seen Mad God...
1: I'll on a scale, yeah, on a scale of Scary 61st to Mad God, how does your movie rate?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to talk about this movie and see how it rates. Are you right. excited, uh,
1: JD? Oh, I'm so excited, Michelle, so excited. We did the smart thing and we waited until 10 o'clock at night to record the episode again this week. Uh, none of this, oh, let's get all this energy in the afternoon bullshit. We got that out of <laughs> our systems. Uh, back to doing this uh, up in the later part of the evenings. Uh, I myself did just watch the movie earlier this evening. Michelle, when did you see it?
0: Uh, I started it last night, but then I started falling asleep, not because of the movie, but just because I am burned out. And now I'm sunburned, so it matches. Uh, yeah. The outside matches the inside, and then I finished it this morning.
1: Michelle and I were, were talking uh, before we, we hit the record button about how she's been working 13-hour days just like sitting in uh, Zoom meetings uh, listening to people shout at each other in Korean while she gets paid <laughs> to just be there. And I, I want to know how job. I get that job, frankly. <laughs> I would I would love to get paid to listen to people argue in Korean. That sounds like a pretty all right job. I mean, at least yeah. compared to other jobs, you know? <laughs> I can it definitely it was, think of a, a lot worse time. things to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, great time. <laughs> uh, had you uh,
1: had you seen this movie at all before, or knew? Did you know anything about it before we uh, went back to check it out for this episode?
0: So I. Didn't even remember seeing this title ever before until we were going through the April release schedule and realized We Go On would be the next one in the catalog that we haven't seen. We're going in chronological order for those of Uh you who don't know, just revisiting exclusives and originals we have not seen before. But several weeks ago, you told me to watch a movie called Yellow Brick Road, and I randomly happened to watch that earlier this week, uh, went to the cast list and noticed, hey... This guy's in the movie that we happen to be watching on Thursday. So just one of those weird coincidences. Um, so what I knew was, uh, I know we're going to talk about yellow brick road. We already uh, preface that. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Cause I but, mean, not only, yeah, not only do they I share,
1: uh, not only do they share cast, but, uh, uh, written and directed by the same fellas, uh, the same two mm-hmm. guys wrote and directed both movies, and that was my that was my curious experience with it as well as I saw Yellow Brick Road just randomly. Uh, you know, I saw it pop up in a uh, on a, uh, that uh, that ad supported service Tubi. If you're curious, Tubi I love is where I saw it. I'm sure yes. you can find it other places too. If you can find it on Tubi, it should be a lot of different spots. Uh, but watch that. Uh, definitely suggested that you check it out, and then. Uh, pulled up the shutter page uh, to watch we go on, which I also uh, similarly don't remember ever re- uh, seeing the title for. Uh, I think to be totally honest, because uh, the promotional image, like the image that they put up on the menu that would us uh, like in theory be like the DVD cover or the poster. Uh, frankly, not real uh, attention-grabbing on this one. It's very vague and very basic and easily overlooked, and I just don't remember ever seeing the title. Uh, but once I saw, you know, I, I pulled up the page, and one, that's one of the first things it says is from the people who made Yellow Brick Road, and I was like, oh, what a dink! Uh, yeah. And uh, definitely made yeah. me excited uh, to check this movie out, and I'm glad that we're here to talk about it. Uh, we should probably do some spoiler-free thoughts, huh? That, uh, that's usually where we start
0: yeah first we start with the description
1: yeah yeah oh yeah so uh we decided to go (laughs) with i'm going to
0: make you a checklist i really
1: am (laughs) one of these days it's my 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 utter lack of regard for consistent structure uh is part of what makes me charming right is that's yeah. why people listen to the show because i'm weird about th- no it's uh, they're anyway. like drink
0: every time jd says something out of order or starts right. talking about a completely different
1: topics <laughs> anyway um so yeah uh we we looked at the descriptions uh and this week we decided to go with the imdb description instead of the shutter description Uh, Not so much because the shutter description is super spoilery, it is a little spoilery, but mostly because it's a goddamn novel again, and the one on IMDb is a single sentence, and it's a perfect sentence to tell you everything you need to know going into this movie. Uh, Michelle, what is that sentence?
0: That sentence from the IMDb website is, Miles Grissom offers $30,000 to the first person who can prove to him that we go on after death.
1: And hey, you get a reference to the title right there. They did in it in that description. Zing. They sort everything out for you. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, that uh, like I mean, that's that's the the first basically the opening scene of the movie right there. Right is we meet yep. this guy Miles, uh, and he uh, he has some uh, it's sort of a a, a a dream sequence kind of introduction, uh, and then we see him calling the newspaper people. Uh, to place this ad. So, um, obviously, we're not going to spoil anything for it for you right away here. Michelle, what are your spoiler-free thoughts on We Go On?
0: I am always so happy when I am pleasantly surprised by a movie that I had very low hopes for. Um, This poster, like you said, doesn't really catch the eye. Not a lot going on. I had never heard of this. I would have never watched it if I hadn't you know had it on the schedule for us that it was the next catalog item and I am so happy that I did um this is obviously a little indie project at least not gigantic big budget but it's definitely done with a lot of love it's done by people who know what they're doing there are some flaws to it um the script has you know some some inconsistency or uh some pacing issues rather um there's a couple weird camera angles that kind of thing But I really, really enjoyed this in a way that I did not think that I would. I'm giving it giving it a four.
1: All right. So four skulls from Michelle about we go on. And uh, I'm going to try to do this in as non broken record away as possible. Uh, But yeah, this is a movie, like I said, I don't. Like, obviously, it's been a Shudder exclusive since, like, 2016. So it's it's been there since I became a Shudder subscriber, and I've been through their complete list of titles multiple times. So, obviously, I know intellectually or academically that I have seen the title, uh, but I've never given it a second thought. Nothing about it drew me to it whatsoever. I likewise very likely never would have watched this movie uh, if it weren't for uh, it coming up on the schedule for the show. And I also really enjoyed this. Again, I was very excited uh, when, I, when I did go to look at it and found out uh, it was made by the guys who made Yellow Brick Road. Uh, but no, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was uh, uh, a really unique spin on, uh, on, uh, on a supernatural kind of uh, uh, ghost story. Uh, uh, this movie, I, uh, I, I think it's uh, uh, it's got a lot of unique elements. There are a couple of scenes in particular that we'll talk about in the spoiler section that I really enjoyed. Uh, again, like you, I, I don't think it's a perfect movie. It definitely is. Uh, it, it, the way I was thinking of it uh, as the movie wrapped up is, uh, I agree, this is not a grand slam, but it's a home run. This is a four skull movie for me as well
0: nice four skulls from both of us that comes out to a four skull average math math.
1: is our strong point we're good at math we're gonna start a new podcast called we do math that's all we're (laughs) gonna do we're just gonna do math for however long it takes (laughs) i love algebra
0: I I was that nerd in high school where they gave us the textbook for algebra and I was so excited that I took it home and I did all the stuff in the back of the the workbook, all the examples that they sometimes have you do for homework. And then when uh, we were assigned homework, I just had to copy the answers I had already done.
1: (laughs) All right, then. I'm a nerd. Michelle (laughs) does math. That'll be the podcast. Now we do (laughs) math. It'll be Michelle does math. Yeah. Uh that's uh that's a great little story there, Michelle. You know what End else of would the be episode. A- <laughs> Bye. <Goodbye. laughs> Thanks for joining us. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, guys. Uh so yeah, if you uh if you're interested in uh in learning uh what the big deal is about we go on without it being completely spoiled for you. Uh, you're going to want to pause listening to the podcast until you can go watch it, but please make sure you come back and listen to the rest of the episode. See if you thought the same sorts of things about this movie that we thought. When are they going to want to pause, Michelle? Now. All right, did you come yeah. back? I did. Oh, man, I hope they came back. I mean, I don't. I hope they did, uh, but also, weirdly, frankly, I don't care if they didn't. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk into this microphone and record my thoughts on this movie for posterity just to soothe my own ego. But, yeah, you know, I
0: record episodes so I can listen to them. It doesn't right, matter. Right, I don't do. really
1: give a shit if anybody No, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely nice care people about like people listening to much. the show. <laughs> we appreciate your support and your, your attention. Uh, anyway, we go on. Did you go back and watch it? What did you guys think? Do you think it's a four skull movie as well? Yeah. Uh, Michelle, so again, like you, I, I knew nothing about this. Um, I, uh, I I'm not even really sure how to start talking about it. How about Uh,
0: I tell the story of what happened in a brief summary?
1: Okay, fine. Would that be a good way? Yeah, that's usually (laughs) what we do here, I suppose. Fine, go ahead. I've
0: just got like a built-in checklist. Uh, So Miles is a guy who is terrified of everything, terrified of driving, terrified of going outside. He has a mom who's very sweet and very overprotective, and his dad died a long time ago when he was a child. And he really wants to answer the big question that we all have, which is what happens when you die? So he puts out an ad and says that he will pay $30,000 to the person who can prove without any shadow of a doubt that there is something after death and what that is. And he narrows it down to three possibilities. The first one is a uh, guy who says he's going to scare him a lot and that will... uh, give him some sort of awakening the second uh person is a lady who you can't tell if she's crazy or she really does see ghosts she's also one of my favorite parts of the movie i really liked uh all of the stuff with her the third guy we never even meet because uh we think that he was just gonna pay somebody to do special effects um but then okay i I, I gotta
1: pause you right there michelle yeah before you finish the summary yeah did i mean i mean did did you catch what that guy was holding? No. Emmett from the entrepreneur. He was like, I went to this mountain in Tibet and found this box.
0: Oh, was it the the cube from Hellraiser or yes. something? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: It was is it's a Lamant configuration. It looked
0: like it, yep. it, but I wasn't positive. Yeah, it, that was, it was a LaMarchan
1: box. And I was like Okay. And then I I, I had to go run it back and, and hear what the guy's name was. I actually paused for a minute to look and see if maybe <laughs> even the character his name is Emmett From. Uh, but that's that's not a reference itself. No, he's just he's holding a LaMarche on box. And I thought okay. that was such a just a cool moment. <laughs>
0: uh, referencing
1: yeah, I like like he's like, oh, you want to know what happens after you die, man? You got to open <laughs> up this box and find out. I just That was just a, just a real awesome little detail that I really appreciated
0: yeah I thought it might be but the colors seemed off so then I thought maybe I'm just making a connection that's not there so if it's not it definitely looks like one and we both think it does
1: (laughs) Uh, but yeah
0: Miles um, he gets a phone call and he says this one I kind of believe in his mom's like why and he's like because I didn't put my phone number into any of the papers so somebody called him uh, and he hadn't given his number out and so he goes to meet this guy and the guy's very weird and he says that he wants to let Miles in on the thing and let him be in on the crowd and he just has to go into this house and he'll find something and he does find something he finds that guy's dead body that guy was a ghost and has now shown him his own corpse and now he is haunting miles and this is when the movie finally throws some scary stuff at us because this is a actually very creepy ghost and there are some fun things that happen when miles closes his eyes because now he is just permanently haunted and in order to get rid of the the ghost he has to kill the ghost's ex-girlfriend and the ex-girlfriend is the one who killed that guy and now he's a ghost there's all that going back on and forth and all shenanigans (laughs) and then eventually uh we'll just cut to the chase miles dies and now he's not haunted anymore but he is finally driving
1: he he quote-unquote dies uh like he he goes into cardiac rather yes he he dies but
0: not permanently he like temporarily he
1: wasn't really dead
0: yeah, sorry, I guess they should clarify. He dies but not really. Right. Uh, so he comes back. <laughs> um and he's he's not accompanied by a ghost. And now he's not scared anymore. And he can drive a car and it's a huge win. But at the beginning of the film, the dream that woke him up, there was a dream sequence at the very beginning about him losing control of his car and crashing, and he startles himself awake, and that is what happens at the very end of the film. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he had been predicting his death all along.
1: And and there's uh, uh, that moment right there at the end where not only do we realize uh, as the audience uh, that uh this is mirroring that uh, that catastrophic dream uh nightmare that he'd been having. Uh he realizes it as well uh mm-hmm. and just kind of accepts it and I feel like almost in a way leans into it. Uh <laughs> and uh and yeah so it's uh, uh that's that's sort of the plot in a nutshell. Um do you I, I mentioned that there were a couple of scenes specifically uh in this movie that are are like a number one things for me that I thought were just perfectly executed just really well done uh and the very first one uh was um the uh the sequence where um uh Miles meets uh was his name Nelson, was that his name? Uh, uh the ghost guy Cause that's yeah. Nelson. Yep, yeah. Yeah, when Miles first meets Nelson Uh, That whole bit leading up to him, the moment he finds the corpse and we all realize together that he's been following and talking to a ghost this whole time, I fucking love that whole sequence. I thought it was just perfectly done uh, just really excellent performances from both of the actors, uh, uh, Jay Dunn and Clark Freeman. Uh, I loved that whole scene. That scene in itself uh, kind of elevated this whole movie for me.
0: Oh, you want me to respond? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I thought you had more to say, but no, I just, I, I agree with you. Um, the The first half of this movie is a... Uh, something that we have kind of seen before of trying to figure out if there's life after death but I don't think I've really seen it executed in this way and that was part of the charm for me where Mm -hmm. I was uh, excited when I knew that there were three people after seeing the first one and knowing that each of the three people were going to give him a completely different experience one was uh, trying to scare him the second one was uh, a medium and the third one was going to show him the uh, (laughs) limit cube Whatever it's called. The cube. B cube. Lamette configuration. Uh, Lament configuration. Thank you. Uh but uh also
1: the La Marchon Bucks.
0: Okay, LaMarchan Bucks. That <laughs> sounds like a like a basketball player, lamar Bucks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would absolutely <laughs> I would root for that guy. Um but yeah, so uh I I was excited after seeing the first one and knowing like, oh, you know I don't know like I, I can't put into words I just I was drawn in and the second half kind of becomes more of the ghost story that we're used to and I think if it had just been that the whole film I wouldn't have liked it as much even though it's fine it's just not a brand new thing the first half was just very entertaining and refreshing and yeah and new and and yeah. I like that
1: yeah the I mean the movie definitely has it has, like, a weird hybrid structure, right? Because it, it very much plays in a traditional uh, sort of uh, three-act kind of structure. Uh, but it also, in its own way, like you mentioned, plays in, in two different halves. Uh, you have the first half of the movie where we're establishing the, the idea. He's, he's putting this ad out. Uh, we meet his mom, who uh, thinks he's... Uh, uh, thinks he's a crazy person, but in the most loving motherly way possible. She's very supportive of him as a crazy person. Uh, but, uh, uh, so there's that whole section where they're they're doing the investigating with of the, the, the reports. Uh, they do the, the bits with the three people. I thought that sequence with John Glover as Dr. Ellison. Uh, John Glover is a fantastic character actor. He's one of those guys where you'll see him and you'll be like, oh, I know that guy. He was in like 8 million things I've seen. Uh, I-, I loved how that sequence played out. I thought there was like some real uh, uh, fun sort of spooky shit going on there, uh, especially uh, with the sound, uh, which definitely becomes a hallmark of this movie. And also, curiously, a hallmark of their previous film, Yellow Brick Road. They do a lot of real interesting things uh, with the, the f- uh, scary elements and horrific elements that are possible in their sound design. Uh, and so there was all sorts of fun stuff there. This movie also, though, has, uh, especially in that first half, uh, like a coy sense of humor. Uh, Mm -hmm. like, like I was right on board. I was like, oh my God, we just jumped right in here. And this doctor like got this guy to see a ghost just by making him eat some MSG and playing some crazy (laughs) noises over headphones. What are you fucking? And then uh, Annette O'Toole, uh, as, as the mother, uh, which speaking of, by the way, somebody I never would have expected to be in this movie had you told me about it and I knew anything, but she was fantastic but she just comes around the corner and she's got this kid all done up in makeup and it uh, turns out the thing is a scam. That whole moment where they drive up to the entrepreneur's house and he gets out and talks to the guy that uh, that he he just happens to randomly recognize and they deduce that this guy is full of shit and he's setting up real-life special effects for him. <laughs> I Just little moments like that that I just thought were... Uh, not laugh-out-loud funny, but just super clever uh, and, and kept you involved in that first half of the movie. Uh, and then, of course, we come back to that voicemail that they had looked at, and he mentions right off the bat, like you had said, uh, uh, what's weird about it is I didn't put my phone number in any of the ads. And I don't know about you... But that also for me is one of the small things that I think uh, uh, I would have done differently because there is no way in hell I would not immediately be following up that lead. Like the moment you say, I didn't put my phone number in any of the ads, I'm not putting that one on the back burner. I, I may look at other things still, but that one is not going in the maybe pile at all.
0: Oh yeah, I completely agree. But if he had a uh, story with that, we would have got a different film, and it probably wouldn't have done as well. Right. <laughs> so I'm glad that he made the you, bad uh, decision to put yeah, on. the Yeah, I,
1: I talked a bit there <laughs> about the uh, the first sequence with uh, with Doctor Ellison and uh, when they mm-hmm. go to the school. And uh and there's the the little ghost kid. Uh I thought that was really well done. I know I heard you mention earlier uh that you were especially fond of of Josefina the medium in this. Tell us a yep. bit about cuz that would have been the next part of that that yeah. sort of first half of the movie. What did, what was so uh enjoyable about that for you?
0: Um there was just hmm how do I put it? I just really liked her portrayal of that character. I I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was really extreme where she is clearly terrified of what is going on. But you truly don't know. Is she seeing a lot of spirits that are haunting her in particular, which seems just incredible and not not possible or is she a crazy person who is, you know, seeing things in general? Uh, it's very clear that she is not putting on an act. Whatever she's seeing, she completely believes it. And I think that's why it works for me so well. Because the, there's not a single flaw in the way that she is doing what she's doing. I, I just really, really like that performance overall. Yeah,
1: I, I agree. Uh, there's a uh, There is a perfect... Uh, a, a perfectly balanced tone in her performance because what she's doing uh, in somebody else's hands could have so easily been been too much, right? Mm-hmm. You could have you could have poured yourself into this so far and taken it way to the nth degree and then become kind of almost a parody of itself and and kind of uh, uh, not so enjoyable. But by the same token, it can't be, Uh, too restrained either and I I agree with you I think she hit this perfect tone where even for the characters in the scene like okay I'm not saying she's actually talking to the ghosts of dead people but this is also not a complete just acting job like this she Mm -hmm. is seeing she is having an experience one way or the other and she nailed it Uh, Giovanna Zacharias is the uh, is the actress uh, and I agree I thought she was fantastic I thought she was great every time she came up in the film uh just a, a really solid performance and and uh one of the again like this idea of um uh, like the reason she's believable as a medium is because uh it's not she doesn't look at it as a superpower, right? She's not trying to, she's not out here trying to flaunt it around. Like, this is a burden for her. Mm -hmm. This is something that makes her life sometimes nearly impossible all the time. Uh, And I just, I I did really enjoy that characterization. I I liked that quite a bit. Uh, Mm -hmm. That was was fantastic. And then, you get into that second half of the movie where we do start digging into the deep story. I loved the parallel uh, between uh, Miles uh, just just knowing, just having that gut instinct before they go to Nelson's funeral that he needs to take the bullets out of his mom's gun that he found mm-hmm. in the... In, in, and she... Because uh, she just straight up told him, she's like, you know, if it was me, I would kill her, and I don't care. Like, you can judge me all you want. If it was me, I would kill her because you're my son and I'm your mother and that's what mothers would do. And I don't know that I necessarily uh, personally agree with that, but I'm also not a mother, you know. And I definitely understand the perspective, but the parallel between that uh, and then Alice just out of nowhere in that second scene pulls a gun out of her purse and shoots Miles and tells him the exact same reason his mother said she would do it. Uh, I I mean, it's it's not subtle by any means, but I, I thought it was really effective. I really appreciated that quite a bit. And it also just came out of nowhere. I did not see her shooting him at all. I thought that was really effectively well done.
0: Yeah, I I really enjoyed um, that scene at the funeral where uh, Annette O'Toole goes to kill the woman and just that heartbreak where she realizes what has happened and Mm -hmm. she keeps trying anyway and her son knew better. Um, One other thing that I really liked in the second half is when he's initially haunted and the way that when he's closing his eyes, he's seeing things, he's freaking out all the time. That was all so well edited. Um, It's so fast that you can't even catch the things that are are happening so you have to be very you know focused and watching it very very closely and they only do it for a little bit of time and then uh some spots later on um so it's not worn out it's not this constant bombardment in the way that it is for him it does a good job of establishing that this is what he's experiencing and then reminding you of that each time it, it becomes important to be like, oh, yeah, this is what he's, he's uh, feeling. I yeah. thought that was just so interesting. Um, uh,
1: I also was yeah. uh, uh, very uh, brought in by the idea that, uh, and they, they played this sort of subtly, uh, but there are those moments where for just a flash of, of a moment, uh, Charlotte, the mother, uh, uh, she thinks she saw Nelson's ghost, right? And then at the funeral, there's Mm -hmm. that flash, that moment where Alice thinks she saw Nelson's ghost. And what I like about that is, here's the thing, it very slyly plays back on what Dr. Ellison was actually trying to do. Like, Mm -hmm. his theory was, if we can get you legitimately fucking terrified, like pure scared, like when you were a child about things you legitimately had no understanding of, it can open your door to that that sort of thing. And there's that moment at the end of that scene where he says, I was trying to make it work for you because it worked for me. And I just, there's there's a story there that's just, it's just background. You're not ever going to get it. But I loved how they alluded to that idea that the cra- the the sham scientist at the beginning might not have been as much of a sham uh, as we thought. His, his little story there at the end of everything might have been a little bit more true uh, than maybe we gave him credit for. I thought that was really clever and really well done with the writing on this.
0: Yeah, that is really clever. I didn't even realize that they did it, but now you explaining... Yeah, yeah that makes a hundred percent sense the The first part feels like it's just kind of to get you to the point of the middle part, But then right. we do circle back on Josephina. It well, would make sense that we would circle back to the first guy, and I didn't even make that connection, but I'm yeah, glad and, that it's not spelled out like that
1: right. and there yeah. there is also a little bit of an element of that in in the first encounter with Josephina. Uh, where she says that having a skeptic present is gonna make this difficult, right? Because you have to be open to the possibility in the first place. Uh, mm-hmm. And so uh, like uh, the mother, again, she doesn't, she doesn't start seeing it until she starts to believe her son. You know, she's like, okay, something happened here. And then once she starts to believe it a little bit more, that's when the fear builds. Uh, And that because the like fear arises from belief right you can't be afraid of something that you don't believe in right like ghosts don't scare me as a general rule because I don't believe ghosts are real that's why some of my favorite movies are slasher movies right because that's like, like that's real like terrifying shit. But, I 100% uh, no. believe in ghosts. I uh, 100% <laughs> believe in ghosts,
0: and we'll fight about it.
1: No, that's fine. <laughs> but no, I I just I thought that was very clever how they they turned around and built back on those initial ideas. Uh, throughout there, uh, with that, uh, I was, I was really curious how they were gonna get out of that Lament configuration thing, and I thought that, I, I still can't get over that, uh, when he pulls up and is like, oh no, we're doing live specialists, this rich guy's paying me a shit ton of money to put some scary shit in his house. Oh god, I, that was a great scene. But, uh, yeah. no, I... Uh, I, I also mentioned uh, that, again, this movie does a lot with its, its sound design, uh, which is something we also talked about last week, I believe, uh, with The Unheard. Uh, and, and it's something that uh, is central also. I just noticed the connection uh, between We Go On and Yellow Brick Road because there's a heavy element of sound causing pain and distress Uh, And I like how they communicate here that uh, one of the ways these ghosts are tormenting Miles or tormenting uh, uh, Josephina is they scream a lot, like right in their faces. And I, I don't know about you. But yeah, if I was walking around all day, every day with angry ghosts screaming at me that nobody else could see, I would probably be kind of a wreck too. Uh, So I I, I like that element of of, uh, sound as torment. Uh, These horror movies are so often very visual for very good reason. Uh, But I thought they did some real interesting things in the way they added just those high volume shrieks along with the flashes of imagery when he was, you know, blinking and having those initial visions after he uh, he was tethered to Nelson, like you mentioned. Uh, I just thought that was really, really, really well done here as it was uh, in Yellow Brick Road.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of jump scares that actually worked on me in this one. And I'm usually not too much of a jump scare person. I am a jumpy person in real life. If you come into my room, I don't notice you. And you say something to me, I will scream bloody murder. It used to happen when I worked in office, my boss would have to knock or something because I yell so many times. Yeah, I'm very easily startled yeah I- in real life absolutely watching a movie no you always see it coming if you right. see as many movies as i do but there were some especially the one guy at the funeral if i'm remembering oh, yeah. i think uh, yeah yeah like the that just came <laughs> just came out conversation nowhere, just wow right? like oh my god I, <laughs> <laughs> I jumped so hard and then i laughed because i was like oh you fuckers got me um many, that's so, so
1: great it's like how many people <laughs> do you see she's like four the priest and three more three more <laughs> and the dude just stands up and ah
0: yeah. Oh her. my god. It got me. I gone. did not see it
1: coming. <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> yep. And it's it's not even Nelson or anything, it's just another yeah. random angry ghost in the in the in the graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just gone. I loved that little moment. That was and I again I appreciate that that there was that element again of a little bit of levity along the way because this also uh is not overly so, but it is a very sort of personal movie about families and secrets and lies and uh and, and a lot of things along that uh that uh that line uh but uh it it never uh it's a movie that definitely wants you to think about things and definitely rises to a more uh, serious and involved dramatic level than than you know say a more exploitation-minded horror movie which is a beautiful art form don't think i'm i'm, I'm sliding it in any way uh, but it also uh it doesn't want to be like all the way on that like super uh like deep dramatic almost like like morose level do you do you understand what I'm trying to say there mm-hmm yeah, yeah uh it, funny really but sad aka me. <laughs>
0: My life is funny and sad. I get it. I am this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, since we're getting uh, a little long here, uh, I do want to talk a little bit about Yellow Brick Road, but I don't want to spoil it Are we it really
1: going long, Michelle, or are we just going to new average?
0: <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to think of this as our new average. It's going to be the, the we're going to be the 90 minutes of movies, but for podcasts where they're like, oh, well, oh if God. they had kept it to 20 minutes. But <laughs> at this point, we banter too much. We got to stop being friends yeah. and go back to how we were at the very beginning of this where I was too scared to say anything. So you just monologue for 15 minutes and then we wrap up the episode.
1: (laughs) No, no, I agree. (laughs) I I think uh, just based on the the fortunate coincidence of us stumbling into Yellow Brick Road uh, right around the same time as we saw We Go On, uh, and because we we talked about we go on a lot here, I don't have a problem talking about Yellow Brick Road for a while. Yeah. Uh, just a big quick note for you, and I'm going to have to mark the time here uh, to let people know, uh, there might be some spoilers here coming up about, uh, about a movie called Yellow Brick Road. We'll try extra hard to keep those spoilers minimal, uh, but we're mm-hmm. kind of just doing this shooting from the hips. So if we happen to say something... Uh, hey, you were warned. Uh, in fact, I did just rewatch Yellow Brick Road again today uh, uh, after I watched We Go On because I enjoyed We Go On enough that I wanted to see Yellow Brick Road again. Uh, tell us a little bit about your experience with that movie, Michelle, because I remember you sending me a message uh, saying that you, uh, you had finally gotten to check it out uh, and that you personally thought the movie was significantly better than maybe what some of its... Uh, i m d b like like aggregate user scores and things might suggest mm-hmm.
0: yeah uh first off yellow brick road is one word, so if you go searching right. for it is yellow brick road no one spaces. word. Yep. Very odd, but whatever. It's unique. Do your thing. Uh, Yellow Brick Road is about uh, 500 people who go missing from a town. They were all obsessed with going to the theater and watching Wizard of Oz. And then they just walked a road and were never seen again. 300 of them turned up dead. 200 of them were never found. And nobody knows why they went for that walk down the road. Um, and the road's location was classified, but somebody got a hand a hand on the, the coordinates and they're going to go walk that road. And I think for me, I just really like when things get weird and it's not fully explained. I'm also a huge fan of anything that references wizard of Oz. I think <laughs> wizard of Oz, like the movie itself is a classic. Um, sure. It's not my favorite movie, but I think that when horror movies take elements from that, like what we saw in a, uh, Is it, it's not X, what's the Pearl? Pearl? Uh, Like what we saw in Pearl where it just takes some of that imagery or uh, there's a Todrick Hall, uh, (laughs) uh, I don't think music video, movie. uh, I listen to the soundtrack a lot. I can't remember the original format, but that is all about uh, his time, you know, like, Coming up in in Hollywood and becoming a big celebrity, and it references Wizard of Oz, and I just think there's so many elements that you can take from that movie that are eerie as of uh, all by themselves, or are really inspirational for completely different mediums. Um, so I'm just a huge fan of of things that reference back to Wizard of Oz. I think they're always very interesting, and they give you, you know, it's a story that most people, or not all people, weird theater kids, know really, really well. And so (laughs) you can pick up those details, and it's like fun Easter eggs.
1: Sure. No, and I also uh, really enjoyed uh, Yellow Brick Road. Now, we've talked plenty of times Uh, in the past about how in general uh, I like there to be uh, at least a little bit uh, of of discernible narrative in my movies and the more uh, uh, shit just happens and we don't necessarily know why. I'm not typically on board with that, Uh, but this movie points out a, a very specific Uh, exception to that rule where one of the ways I can really get involved in a story like this uh, is if it's uh, like its central conceit is this entire movie is just a, a complete descent into madness for these people, right? They walk down this path into this weird place in the world and we never know why they're going crazy. We don't know what's up about this place. They don't tell us a fucking thing about why it started happening, what happened to those first people, why it's happening to them again. They don't tell us shit, and I couldn't care less. Because the story here, because there's still narrative, right? The story here is never about what happened uh, in the, or or what caused it. The story is about... Uh, we learn what happened to that first group of people by watching it happen to this second group of people, uh, and the the way it just slowly ratchets and then just drops fucking bombs on you out of nowhere when the the dude attacks his sister ah, with the rock. Don't spoil and, too much. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm I, like, it just drops bombs. But again, like I mentioned earlier also does so much with sound uh, also side note by the way in one of the most intense uh, sound heavy and, and aggressive sound assault sections of the movie uh, the cast is also required to do some of the the best cheesy stumbling around like they're in an earthquake acting this side of an original Star Trek episode like you know (laughs) when the the Enterprise would get blasted and they'd have to like oh I've been tossed to the side and it's just this real over the top overacting (laughs) these guys have to do a decent amount of that here too and it's very enjoyable Uh, but uh, (laughs) no I just uh, it's a movie that as as a movie that's about descending into just insanity in a number of different ways uh, I thought it was really effective. Uh, again, from a storytelling perspective, I love uh, how it uh, uh, it takes moments from earlier in the film, things that were said by people that seemed like just kind of offhanded comments that come back around to have way more significance. Uh, there are some genuinely horrifying moments. Uh, in that film, uh, as there were in We Go On. Uh, I was just really impressed with both of these movies, uh, which also makes me a little depressed because I immediately learned, of course, also, that these are the only two films that Jesse Holland and Andy Mitten have made together. They did some short work, uh, but these are the only two features they did together. They've they've both since done other things uh as solo projects. Uh but man, with as good as these two films were, I can't imagine why they would ever want to split that team up.
0: Yeah. I can only speculate. I'm going to <laughs> assume that one of them was visiting the other person's house. And, uh, while they were there, they just, oh my God, sorry. Okay. I'll finish my thought, but while he was there, he went to the fridge and he ate the guy's leftovers and he didn't get permission. So he got kicked out. But, uh, more importantly, uh, the Harbinger is one that I happen to just watch, and that was made by Andy Mitten, and I fucking love the Harbinger.
1: Oh my God! Well, we may be onto somebody here that we want to take a look at. I guess I may have to go take a look at that film. Oh, and I, I just got pulled up so the Harbinger. Excited. <laughs> I just pulled up the Harbinger here, and uh, there's a picture. Uh, on this guy Or not the Harbinger But Andy Mitten On IMDB And there's a picture Of one of the guys Who was in Yellow Brick Road Who was also in the Harbinger And we go on uh, And uh, Looks like he's been in all Anyway Yeah I'll have to check out The Harbinger then And I will also have to check out The Witch in the Window Which are the two films That Andy Mitten has done uh, And then uh, Jesse Holland I believe Directed a, a movie Something about a scarecrow uh, But uh no, I was just really impressed by both of these movies. I thought it was uh, just a fun coincidence uh, that we ended up seeing both of them uh, just uh, sort of parallel to each other uh, without any intent in, in any way. Uh, and I, uh, like I said, uh, uh, Yellow Brick Road is at least available on Tubi with ad support. I, I imagine you might be able to find it elsewhere uh, for a few bucks where you don't have to watch the ads with it. Uh, we Go On, obviously, a Shutter exclusive. Uh, I think you should check out both of these movies if you mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't seen them. These really fantastic bits of work.
0: The Harbinger is also available on Tubi, and I happened to watch it last week. So apparently I am being haunted by Andy nice. Mitten, nice. and I am totally okay with it. Uh, I will give a disclaimer. The Harbinger is... Has some stupid shit in it. There are some parts (laughs) where it loses me. But the overall concept and story, he is very good at doing things I have not seen before. And The Harbinger is one of those. So I highly recommend if you like one of these movies that we have mentioned, you're pretty much going to like the other ones because for sure yeah i think cool. i i think i'm in love with andy mitten is oh he married Lord. somebody well, google Don't tell him you're married <laughs> want, michelle well <laughs> i'll move to utah that's the one where polygamy's still legal right <laughs> right i'll i'll uh start a petition
1: to <laughs> or you could you know, just you could just be a husband you could just be a forward-thinking woman of tomorrow and just say well i mean i can be married to one man and still love another man it doesn't mean anything about a you know a and b don't have anything to do with <sighs> each other no
0: but I much prefer uh, the husband version of sister wives, where these oh. are my brother hubbies. Oh, fair
1: <laughs> enough. <laughs> these are my brother hubbies. That okay? They let's can move all
0: on. clean different parts nope, of my house. No, nope,
1: that's uh, okay. Uh, I'm glad you said different parts of your house. I was real concerned <laughs> about where that was going. No, uh, I'm just
0: thinking chores would be easier if I had multiple <laughs> brother hubbies around the house. I would not pull my own weight because I would be, you know, the alpha dog in the house. They they would be the ones who just want to please me, and I love that. This so right Andy Mitten, if you want to become part of my harem, uh, there's a spot open for you.
1: This is the <laughs> premium content that people really keep coming to the show for, Michelle. <laughs> this sort of stuff right here. Applications
0: are now open.
1: Right. <laughs> for Absolutely. So yeah, guys, uh, definitely check out We Go On on Shutter. Check out Yellow Brick Road. Check out The Harbinger. Uh, the witch in the window I believe is on shutter. I'm not 100% sure. I don't remember. I know I've seen that movie
0: on AMC. So usually uh, uh, that means shutter on IMDB.
1: Yeah, I just so I know probably. I've seen that name before, but again, I Same. just kind of Yep, it's a shutter original. The witch in the window. That means we'll be getting to it eventually on this say, show. I,
0: I thought it was on our list, um, yep. but awesome. I didn't go to the Excel
1: sheet. So Well, I'm uh, now I have to fight that battle of do I want to just go ahead and watch it and then come back to it? Because <laughs> uh, uh, here's the thing. I just happened to pull up The Witch in the Window on the Shudder website, and I'm just scanning through some of the user reviews, and this one jumped out at me. And it, here's what it says. It says, shit got real at the 57-minute mark. <laughs> 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 and now I'm like, okay, well... Maybe I I, uh,
0: I have some really good news for you, J.D. What's that? We can do whatever the fuck we want. If yeah, we, we can watch The Witch in the Window. Our April schedule is out and I refuse to move the Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh, I agree. to May. But for May, we will absolutely watch The Witch in the Window. If you can prob- hold off also, for a month.
1: Here's <laughs> another big reason why we need to get The Witch in the Window on our schedule. Ask me what the running time is
0: is it under 90 minutes?
1: It's 77 minutes, Michelle. Oh,
0: so 77. nice. I'm going to hang up and go
1: watch that movie after we're done tonight. I know are you, you kidding?
0: Will. I absolutely minutes?
1: know you are. <laughs> 77 minutes I've uh spent uh never mind. I was going to make a toilet joke there and nobody wants that. It's totally <laughs> unnecessary. Sometimes oh, no. I forget my audience. Anyway, guys. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, yeah. So, Mel- Michelle, by the way, mentioned that we, we released our schedule, and if you've seen it, uh, you'll notice the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is on there. Uh, we decided that uh, we're going to sort of loosen the the restraints here a little bit. We've been trying to focus, even in our archive titles, on uh, uh, older, original, and exclusives uh, from Shudder, but... Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, from 1974, uh, legendary horror film. That is also available on Shudder. And it's uh, something we've never done yet here is to go back and really take a deep dive into a classic horror film uh, that, uh, I, I mean, I've talked about plenty. But I think I can say with confidence that Michelle and I both very much love uh, and uh, and and just really sort of spend some time with that uh, because again it is available on Shutter, not just as the movie itself. You can also watch it uh, as an episode of the Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy the Mail Girl, uh, so you get it with the commentary or without. Uh, and I am man, I'm so glad you just took a moment to say, hey, JD, is there any reason? we can't do this because I never thought to do it, but goddamn, <laughs> I'm excited to talk about Texas Chainsaw in a couple of weeks.
0: Eight years ago, I think it was Aaron and John bought the Texas Chainsaw uh, Massacre movie poster from you and gave it to me for oh, g- no, Christmas No, I, I was something. actually going
1: to mention that. They didn't buy it from me. Uh, you and I both bought one at the same time from Nathan Folsebach, he That's was selling happened. a bunch of movie posters and he had two different Texas Chainsaw posters. He had mm-hmm. the one that you have and the one that I have. See the one Michelle has is the classic uh, uh uh sketch like like art drawing of Leatherface uh American poster. I believe it's the one that says who will survive and what will be left of them? Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> and the one that I have is the uh the London theatrical premiere uh, uh, one sheet where it has the the photo like the actual f- uh frame still of Leatherface from towards the end of the movie, and it says "Can you survive?" and it happened. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, we <laughs> we love this movie, and I am very excited to talk about it, uh, and my experience with it over the years. Uh, this is a movie that I can remember with intense clarity the exact details on when i saw it for the first time me and too we'll was... have to
0: save it for the episode yeah. save that part for the
1: episode yeah I also, for sure I can yeah tell you it's so much. uh th- this movie had an impact on me 20 some years ago and continues to have an impact on me i'm looking forward to talking about that they what they other fun chainsaw. stuff do we have coming up <laughs> michelle
0: well, they, I just have to add that they spelled chainsaw as two words instead of one, yes. and I still give it five skulls. That's how much I like that movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, but,
1: that's uh, something I, I want to point out. By the way, is it is two words, the I hate Texas it. Chainsaw Massacre, that I hate it. ridiculous remake put it together as a comp- uh, a, a a compound word.
0: The correct way,
1: four <laughs> words: Texas Chainsaw Massacre. TCSM. Anyway, Hate it.
0: anyway, the the next week, uh, actually, it looks like Shutter will be releasing, uh, both of their movies on Fridays this month. Woo-hoo. So you know, cancel all your big weekend plans.
1: We don't, <laughs> nerds. No. We don't, don't, don't be know. ridiculous. Like, what big weekend plans do yeah, we have? No,
0: I I knew, I knew it. Uh, so Kids vs Aliens next Friday, then the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I'll probably watch twice before we actually and record. Then, And then hopefully
1: From Black on the 28th, except some places say that's also coming out on the 14th. In fact, if you go look at IMDB release dates for From Black, it says release date, April 14th, United States, Internet. April 28th, United States, Internet. And we can't figure out when it's... So there's a slight possibility we may end up having to do a double feature next week. But... We don't know yet.
0: But that does mean we get to watch The Witch in the Window on the 20th It does.
1: Step. Well, I get to so. watch The Witch in the Window as soon as we're done here. I told you. I don't know, 77 minutes. But you minutes? cannot
0: talk to me about it for Fair a, a month.
1: Fair so enough. So you're,
0: you're going to have to f- tell your dog or something all your thoughts <laughs> on it. Because I can't hear it until we record. That's our thing. <laughs> you notice that the
1: the dog started stopped barking once I picked him up and set him on the desk here. Yeah. Now he's That's just great. snoring. Dogs are so great. Ugh. Anyway, check yeah. us
0: out on all the social medias we yes. are at. We watch shutter. If you follow us on Twitter, you're going to see JD posting a lot of stuff about wrestlers and then I will pop, uh pop it in there every once in a while with a silly quip and hey, then I'll go back to the shadows. I
1: say a lot of stuff about horror movies too. Oh, I know. Michelle.
0: I'm just saying. I, I do talk those about are the pro wrestling things. a lot. Yeah, be prepared. Those are the distinct things. If it's wrestlers, it's you. Oh, right. If it's like, a bring back right. 3D movies. Michelle uh, does me. a really
1: good <laughs> job of remembering to mark her tweets with an M, so you know they came from her. But I, and I try to remember to do a JD, but also I'm such a pompous ass that I'm just like, this is my Twitter, even though it says we watch Shutter anyway. Uh, and I don't so. Mind. In most cases, if it's not marked, if, well, 100% if it's a tweet about pro wrestling, it was me. <laughs> so if you're ever curious, <laughs> assume it was me. That's all I'll say about the Twitter.
0: But Facebook and Instagram are 100% of the time me. So we each yeah, have our own platforms.
1: Correct. <laughs> That's
0: correct. Uh, Do we have any videos on TikTok. on TikTok yet, Michelle? Um, no. I, at this point, I think it's kind of better to never release videos on TikTok. And I'm thinking what I'll do instead is start releasing our videos on all the other platforms. That would be funny. And then, I know, it would be really funny. <laughs> People are following <laughs> us on TikTok and I'm like, what are you doing? We're never going to post on this. We only did it because Eric Cannon told us we needed TikTok and Eric Cannon is God. He's going to be one of my, uh, what was it, brother hubbies. Eric so. Cannon <laughs> is God? Yeah, I love oh, Eric Cannon. Okay, Air Cannon's I a great. I like his man. pants. His
1: he's pants good dude. are great. Yeah. He does have he's good, a good pants. He, d- he has I know, good, he right? also used to have a bitch and mohawk
0: oh man he's so cool yeah he He can be the the rock star uh fulfillment of my brother (laughs) hubby harem that i need uh these can also for the record so that i don't make eric uncomfortable it can be a platonic brother hubby thing you're just legally bound to me that's the important part that i need to make sure is not missed i do need you legally unallowed or not allowed to escape
1: I think the best part about this situation these days, here's what I love about where our podcast is, is you have finally reached a point where I can just shut up and let you go and just be like, oh, Michelle, keep digging that hole. Just keep digging that hole. Oh, it's beautiful. This is
0: one I am not going to tell the husband
1: to listen just to because he'll be like, going. I oh, don't
0: want to share my toys.
1: <laughs> he'll hear it. He's a loyal listener. He's a good guy. I know. Shout out he's John Roller. Man. Anyway, Shout guys, that's uh, we, we're just babbling at this point because it's later in the <laughs> night and we're having a good time. Uh, check out We Go On. Check out Yellow Brick Road. Check out uh, Shudder. Get a Shudder subscription. If you don't have mm-hmm. one, what the fuck is wrong with you? Change your life. <laughs> get a shutter subscription they don't even pay us to say that you know you know what we what else we don't get paid to say say good night michelle
0: good night michelle